Our scripture reading this morning, I, I kind of, I looked at, at verse 12. Verse 12, the golden rule, we know it, okay? Uh, it is a sermon unto itself. And so I, what I really want to do, and I, I will say, look very carefully at the golden rule and, and remember this, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I think that's the way we've all learned it as kids when we were in Sunday school and Bible study and things like this. Just remember this, it is not do unto others before they do unto you, okay? Always remember that. There's a very key word right there, just one word difference, but it makes all the difference in the world in how you treat others. Treat others as you would want to be treated yourself. That may come out as fair or unfair, irrelevant, okay? Jesus has commanded us to treat others as we would want to be treated ourselves. Whether they treat us that way or not, we can't help that, okay? We can't do anything about that. What we can do is treat them with the utmost respect. Treat them in the way that Jesus Christ would want us to treat them. Treat them as Jesus would treat them. There's the short sermonette on, on verse 12, okay? What we're going to be concentrating on more this morning is verses 13 and 14. And I think this is a very appropriate um, passage for today with this being July the 4th and, and <clears throat> what we celebrate July the 4th as is the birth date of, of our country. And, and there's more to it than that, I understand. Um, ah. But we want to look at, at some freedoms that we have today, okay? This is a weekend... It's a very special time in the life of our country, for, for many of us anyway. For today, we celebrate freedom. Freedom from oppression. Freedom from living within the confines of this life using the guidelines of our forefathers. Freedom comes in a number of different ways, but we've got to understand that our freedoms come with some kind of cost most of the time. We're free to come and go as we please. We're free to earn a living in whatever capacity we see fit, and that is legal. We, we can read and study at any age. I'm a perfect example of that. We're not confined to learn up until a certain age, and then we can no longer learn, okay? I didn't go to seminary until I was in my 50s. And, and so it, it, it's the average at the time that I was in seminary was 54, so you can go to school anytime you want. You can learn anytime you want. Keep your mind turned on and keep it learning and growing. There are no limitations to our freedoms as long as we abide by certain rules and regulations that are given to us. I found a radio station sometime back that kind of opens up my appreciation for music. Now, I may have found a similar station had I looked long enough on the radio, though I sincerely doubt it. But my, my radio in my car couldn't pick up stations from England, let's say, okay? I had the freedom to be able to use my computer, use the satellite, use my phone, and listen uh, to, to any kind of station that I wanted to anywhere on the face of the earth, really, rather than be restricted as I go from area to area and have to find a new station. When we drove home from Florida, oftentimes it would drive me crazy because we'd get up to Jacksonville and I knew that 
I'd be good up until, oh, I don't know, 40 miles above Jacksonville, and you got to find something else. And then you go up a little farther, and you got to find something else. Not with Sirius Radio, folks. Sirius Radio, bam, you put it on one thing, you can leave it there if you want to go around the world. But you see, these freedoms come with a cost. I had the cost of the computer, the cost of the phone, the cost of using the Internet, the cost of using the satellite each month. And we can't forget the electricity that it takes to run the computer in the first place, the upkeep on your car, if you're going to be using it in the car. All of these things come into place. Even something as simple as purchasing groceries can be considered a freedom. You ever thought about that? Let's say you need a gallon of milk and you live either 15 miles away to the nearest grocery store or it's after the store closes. Yet there's a little convenience store that's only a mile away from your house and it stays open 24-7. You have the freedom to go to that convenience store and buy that milk at 3 o'clock in the morning if you want to. Granted, if you had your own cow... You can go out and get the milk anytime you wanted to, pretty much, but that takes time. It takes patience. And on a real cold morning, it takes warm hands. But understand that milk would cost more at the store near you at 3 o'clock in the morning than if you waited to go into town the next day to buy when the grocery store was open. You pay for convenience. And that, that little word that gives you freedom of time and place. From that example, we can comprehend that freedom doesn't always come cheap. Certain freedoms have been a struggle to gain as long as man has been here on earth. We look back at the time of the Israelites, for instance, being slaves to the Egyptians and God delivering them, but not without a price to pay on both sides. Pharaoh paid a heavy price for, for not heeding God's commands to him by plagues and even death to the firstborn of the, of the uh, Egyptians. The Israelites paid a price as well because they complained and they doubted God. They ended up spending 40 unnecessary years in the wilderness. Time they lost because they didn't follow God's plan. His plan in faith. Martin Luther King, many years ago, Jr., gave a speech that ended with a rousing chorus of free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, free at last. And yet, look at the price of freedom for those who stepped up and decided freedom was worth fighting for. Many lost their lives or were thrown into jail because of their decision to seek freedom. In their eyes, it was not the only thing to do. It was the only right thing to do. And there have been variations on that search for freedom uh, um, over the years. But because of the actions of a few, we see today what those results are. Greater, not perfect, but greater equality for all of humankind. But there was a sacrifice to be paid for something that valuable. And now we have to remember the sacrifices of those who sought that freedom. What does it mean to be free? What does it mean to you individually to be free? I bet if we talk to each person here from, except Peter, a little bit too young, 
but for, for all the rest of the people here, from the youngest to the oldest, and you gave me a definition, your definition of freedom, I dare say that we would have a variety of different answers. Every oppressed minority, every person in the military, even religious leaders cry out, we must be free. But free from what? Well, as we can see, with as many groups who cry out for personal freedoms, or or group freedoms for that matter, there are at least, as I said, that many definitions of what true freedom is. How do we get that freedom? What does it mean to be free at last, really and truly? I suppose for many, we're still searching for that elusive term, freedom. We don't know what it means exactly, but we know we want it when we get it. We want to briefly look at the term freedom in two aspects this morning and how we should remember those freedoms. Remember that any freedom that we have comes with great expense to someone somewhere at some time. We basically two roads that we can travel in life. <clears throat> the way to travel or the way to freedom is the way less traveled the way that is narrower, the road that can be hard, lonely, and long. There are consequences to be paid for the road we travel, if indeed we decide to travel that long, winding road of freedom. To be a citizen of these United States, we must decide that we are to follow the laws of this wonderful land. We may like them, we may not, but they're the laws of the land and we need to follow them. We must or we should have great respect for this country and for each other. That is something that we've lost, and we need to regain it. Anytime you want to say amen, I'm listening. Thank you. We are entitled, even encouraged, to go out and be the best that we can be. And we have that freedom to be able to do that as long as we don't disregard others' freedoms while seeking our own. Remember what the Scriptures tells us, that Jesus warns us that wide is the gate, broad is the road that leads to what? Destruction. In other words, if we abuse our privileges or choose to ignore the laws by which we are to live, we'll pay the consequences. Certainly we're uh, free to go out and eat anything we want, for instance, okay? But eat too much, especially the wrong things, it could kill you. Sure, you can speed down an empty highway, but do remember, speed can kill. And yet, after all, aren't we free to be able to drive a car? Aren't we free to be able to eat anytime, anything that we want? Don't live within the laws, it's going to cost you. Make right choices, freedom is there waiting for you. Make the wrong choices, our freedoms can be taken away. Freedom in this country means being able to come up or come and go from this land as we please. We can be upset when our leaders make poor judgments to worship whenever we choose the God we so desire to worship. It means that we won't be thrown in jail when we stand up for our rights as citizens of these United States. But we must follow the laws of this land to ensure our freedoms and the rights and the freedom of others. Small is the gate, narrow is the road in terms 
of true freedom. But did this freedom that we so enjoy just pop up one day and, and happen for us because we wanted it to? Absolutely not. This country was founded because many in Great Britain and other European countries were not able to worship God in the manner that they felt was correct. Many sacrificed all that they had and came here, started all over again, some with families, some lost their families before they ever got to this great land. Others lived and died here seeking freedom from, from many ideas of government oppression. Throughout the years, thousands have done that. And they have fought and they've lived to tell about it, while others, sadly, have not. We have veterans of, of wars. We, all of us know veterans in some form or, or another, in some capacity or another in life. Many also fought and died voluntarily for the freedom of this country, the freedom that each one of us have the right to help define and defend. You see, freedom in this country came with a price, and it still does each day for you and for me. Then we have days like we have today. Days we can stop and give consideration to the sacrifice that was made uh, to make this country what it is today. No matter our opinion of what it is today. The place where every person who is, is not free longs to make this their home. They long to taste the sweetness of, of waking up without fear of being taken into custody perhaps being tried and executed for, for civil crimes that they didn't even necessarily commit or because they had said something derogatory about a government leader. Maybe they just actually had the audacity to worship God. Perhaps theirs is another narrow gate by which to exist. I, I don't know. Tomorrow, July 5th, is a day that for many will be a day to sleep in. They don't have to work. It'll be a day that many might go to the lake or take a quick drive to the beach or the mountains and have a picnic with family and friends, and that'll be okay. That'll be fine. To them, it's simply a day that they don't have to work. Nothing more. They don't see it any bigger than that. But for it to really be the kind of special day, or days, maybe in this case, since July the 4th is today, that it was meant to be. For many Americans, it'll be a day that we'll fly our flags. We'll stand a little straighter. We'll walk a little taller. And we will think about the loved ones who fought in our stead, who lost their lives all for us, so that we might be able to taste the sweetness of living free from oppressions of any kind. We may see parades on TV. We may have fireworks tonight and tomorrow night. We may even hear patriotic songs on the radio, and we'll think to ourselves, thank God I'm an American. But there's another kind of freedom as well that we want to talk about this morning. It's called being a Christian. Living the life of a Christian comes with a price as well. To live the life of a Christian is to forego many of the earthly desires that make life so glamorous. It means having to live by rules that are considerably more difficult to live by than if we chose to live by the rules of the world. 
just as it means living under certain stringent rules in the United States in order to be free. Jesus says in our scripture reading for today, small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to eternal life. And look at our other passage this morning. Galatians 5, 1, Paul says that it is freedom, that freedom for freedom that Christ has set us free. <clears throat> Let's look at where that road leads. Our freedom in Jesus Christ as Savior for those who believe upon Him, accept Him for who He is, and then live by His rule is a freedom that not everybody can or will enjoy. It says in the book of Matthew that small is the gate, narrow is the road. Not because it's meant to be hard to become a Christian. It's just that there's only one way to walk that road once you have become a Christian. And that walk is a difficult part. That's the price you and I must pay. It keeps us from that yoke of slavery as we see in Galatians 5.1 once again. But it's a slavery to sin that Paul is talking about here. By walking that road, we gain something that is far more precious than anything that life on this earth can offer us. That is eternal life in Jesus Christ. A place not made with hands. In a heavenly home that will make this earthly abode that we have seem like wasteland. That's where the road leads. And like anything else of value, it has come and continues to come with a price. You see, many people have been struggling for this freedom for centuries. They've given their earthly lives in an effort to assure us that we can have the chance at life eternal by preserving the freedom of choice to follow Jesus down that narrow road. Christian martyrs and others gave their very lives to keep the truth of the gospel from being eradicated in the world. It happens today in places as well. And I dare say, It'll continue even tomorrow. Many men and women have fought and died to gain the freedom we hold so dear that can only be found in the embrace of Jesus Christ. Just as many fought and died for our nation's freedom. But where many gave their lives for our country's freedom that we so enjoy, here's the difference on the road less traveled. Because of the sacrifice of one, Jesus Christ Himself, God's only Son, we can now enjoy the sweet freedom of life in Christ because He died in our place. As many who went to, to earthly war for us to ensure our freedom from communism, Nazism, and, and other terrible, evil ways of life, so Jesus Christ came to earth, put on the form of a man, flesh and blood, and then went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the greatest evil of all, that being Satan. Again, as Brett said, in spiritual warfare. By Christ allowing himself to be beaten, to be put on the cross, to be tormented and killed, and then having been raised from the dead on the third day, He assured our victory over the evil one. But we must live the life of a follower of Jesus Christ on a very narrow road. 
For though we sin and we have the freedom of forgiveness, we must love and serve others. We must turn from our sin, truly turning away from the evil that once ruled our lives, that we were born into. There was a huge price paid for our freedom. To be a true follower, we must pay a price as well. If you'll remember, Jesus called it carrying our own cross. Many shall be invited, but few will be chosen. We're reminded again of that small gate and that narrow road in Matthew twenty-two fourteen. Whoa! I knew that was going to happen. I just had this feeling, but it was faster than me. All right, let me go back. Where was I? Many shall be invited, but few will be chosen. We're reminded again of that small gate in the narrow road in Matthew twenty-two fourteen. It's not an easy life to live, but it is indeed worth eternity to us if we live it. And we have a way to celebrate the price of Christ paying for our freedom. We have a way that we can consider and commemorate that sacrifice made for, all, for us as often as we do it, we're told. Just as we have ways to remember those who died in battle for our country's freedom, we can come to the table, as we're going to very shortly, that was given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ Himself to remember the sacrifice that He made all for our freedom over sin and certain death. He invites us to remember Him every time we come to this table to partake of the bread and the fruit of the vine. And where many may see the Sabbath as the Lord's day as a day of rest, a sleep-in day, a day that we can maybe go to the lake or wherever and have a picnic with the family or whatever and basically enjoy the freedoms that this country can offer by celebrating the narrow road we each travel day by day. We live by observing and abiding in these countries' rules. We as Christians come to worship in this place each week. And we commemorate Christ's suffering and death on the tree of Calvary in the, what we call the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, celebrating that narrow road we each travel every day in a special way as Christ's own saved people. And we can say because of that, thank God I am a Christian. But knowing that, to be, full, to be able to fully celebrate that sacrament, we must come to the understanding that we come to this table as sinners, really not worthy of what we're about to receive, knowing that we never fully walk that narrow road as we all should, but because Jesus Christ Himself made that ultimate sacrifice for us and has given us the capability to be cleansed from all of our sin, we are able to live in true freedom of the guarantee of eternal life with Him, even as imperfect as we are. <clears throat> and Jesus tells us to come to Him as little children, joyous in heart, thanking our Heavenly Father for the free gifts that He has given us, for this country in which we live, and for His Son who gave us more freedom than the most of this world may possibly ever know. And in that last statement comes our last directive. We must remember those gifts came 
with a heavy price, just like they did in our country. Because of that price paid for us, He then calls each of us, you and me, to go out and make sure that the world knows of this freedom that's available to them in Him so that the lost may know the joys, these gifts found in Jesus Christ and Him crucified, so that they too can come and celebrate that freedom that we as Christians are all able to rejoice in and live in every day. Small is the gate. Narrow is the road that leads to eternal life. Only a few will find it. The sacrifice has been made for us to gain and keep the freedoms of being a Christian. Will we be? Are we ready to walk that narrow road? The choice is ours. By the way, don't forget to thank a veteran for the freedoms that you have today. To God be the glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you again for words from Jesus, simple words that we can unfold to have so much meaning for us. And we ask you, if you would, would you continue to bless us as this country, as this great country. But Lord, also make us mindful that freedoms each and every day are wanting to be taken away from us. Not in overt ways. That's not how Satan works. It's, it's coming in back door. It's coming in sly ways. It's coming in as uh, in, in different ways. We won't even get into how. But Lord, we just ask you today, keep our eyes open. Bless us. Strengthen us and guide us. But grant us your wisdom that we may be able to see you for who you are, our God and our Father. And may we thank this great country for the freedom that we have to be able to rejoice in you. But then, may we thank you again for giving us your Son who died for us so that we might have true freedom in you. Bless us to that end, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.